Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? Welcome once again to the Relic Grind, Ready Check Radio's Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast. It's Thursday. It's 7 p.m. Eastern. That means it's showtime. I'm your host, Mike Byrne. As always, if you're listening on Spotify or watching on YouTube, head on over to readycheckradio.com, R-A-I-D-E-O.com. Make sure you hit all those socials in the upper right-hand corner. Give us follows, likes, bring all your friends, spread the word, and then show up for a live show, twitch.tv slash rdcheckradios. Also on the line, we got uh, lots of Final Fantasy stuff to talk about. And then, of course, you know, <laughs> a little game called Outriders came out today. We'll get to it, though. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth, how are you, sir? Doing pretty good, dude. Uh, it's my birthday, so happy birthday to me. It is. Happy um, birthday. I got a new game. I wish the game would let me play it, but I got some steak and... Got the podcast here today, and then some streaming later, so it's, it's going to be a good day, I hope. Well, I mean, that sounds like a plan. Kronos, a.k.a. Adam Lane, or Adam Lane, a.k.a. Kronos. I mean, you pick one. It's, it's six of one, half dozen of the other. It's interchangeable. Yeah. yeah. How's your plan for the day? Uh, it's, it's been a good week. I can't complain. So, And then happy birthday to Tark. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. What are you like? Twenty eight now? Twenty eight, twenty nine? Something. The official answer, and uh, for those that have been watching, the answer is old plus one. So yes, old plus one, plus one. Prismine giving you the happy birthday. Zista giving you happy birthday. Square Enix, the Avengers podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about the game. Compare and contrast between Overwatch two and what things they can bring in from. Avengers, and I even got my Winston shirt on, so I'm good to go. Let's do this. I kind of hate you and Zista. <laughs> Gonna be looking for two hosts. If you know anything about World of Warcraft or Blizzard properties, hit me up. Contact at readycheckradio.com. And if you like Final Fantasy and Square Enix stuff, uh, do the same. <laughs> Gotta have a camera and speak English. That's really the only requirement. I mean, that's pretty much it. I guess a microphone, I mean, we should put that in there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have a camera and I speak English, but I don't have a microphone. He's dropping the bar real low. Anyway, let's get started here. Let's talk about some Final Fantasy fourteen first. Uh, not a whole lot. Obviously, gentlemen, we've got the live letter tomorrow. That's the biggie. Uh, well, I mean, tonight, depending on where you are in the United States or in the world. Uh, but yeah, very early uh, our time. We're going to have the live letter go live. We'll talk about that in just a second because bigger than that, FanFest, it's coming. A little over a month away now. The countdown is getting closer and closer and closer. And while we still don't know a lot of details about what's going to be spilled at FanFest, besides, yeah, we'll get an announcement on the second uh, new class being created and details on some stuff that are just sketchy at the moment, we do have, gentlemen, a bit of a, a schedule for the the two-day event. The actual website is updated, so you can check out the FanFest Festival uh, or the FanFest page, fanfest.finalfantasy4xiv.com slash 2021 slash NA. If you're in North America, change that 
last couple of characters if you're outside of North America. We got 43 days, one hour and 53 minutes. Got a countdown on the site and then a bunch of the different stage events that will be going on. So let's, gentlemen, go through these a little bit and see if you expect anything uh, in particular or if anything stands out. I know it's still kind of vague. Even these notes are still vague. But on day one, we have the obvious first keynote address. Producer, director, Yoshi P., reveals new information. I mean, this has got to be the the spill all on the new class and, and all the extra stuff that we haven't received yet, but would have had there been three fan festivals. Right, Kronos? Oh, uh, yeah, 100%, right? I mean, he's going to come out with the T-shirt on, like he always does. Of course. Probably, some other, probably something with the Grim Reaper on it again. Um, and then, yeah, he's probably going to eventually spill the beans. I mean, we'll get the extended trailer, right? I think. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. At that point in time. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, whatever other stuff he decides to show, maybe we'll get like more in depth look at a 24 man or maybe the set. Maybe he'll they'll announce that what the second primal is, right? Because we only know Anima at this point. Yep. Um, maybe see some more dungeons. Actually, maybe see a little bit more art from some areas. The typical stuff, I think. Just filling in the gaps, I think, is what the keynote addresses is going to be at this point. You know, normally they would have had three events to spill all this stuff. They had one, and now this is the second one. Um, I would not expect any 16 stuff. For those of you that, like, don't play 14, yeah. but you're still kind of... But you you play the, the mainline series, uh, the non-MMOs, don't, don't look at this expecting 16 stuff. Square is going to have its own additional summer uh, showcase that, like they already did, like, a couple of weeks ago. They're going to do another one in the summer. That's where I'd probably expect 16 news. This is so 14 focused. This isn't really Square Enix focused. So if you're just watching this and you're not, you know, a huge 14 person, yeah, don't look to this for, for 16 news. Uh, also on day one, Targoth, we got the development panel. Join members of the development team as they take you behind the scenes and showcase the work that goes into creating Final Fantasy fourteen. I always like these kinds of things, just being a like a software engineer myself and and managing projects and things like that. I really enjoyed Yoshi P's, you know, rundown of how he manages projects, even though it was a very dorky thing to like. <laughs> I'm going to be checking this out too. Big fan of development panels. Yeah, I love all the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, you get to know the developers and the people behind the product that you're playing uh, that we enjoy so much. Uh, they give us a little bit of their backstories. They tell us what they like, they don't like about their series or their company. It's uh, it's good to get in depth with those people and, and know that they're human. Prismine brings up a good point, Kronos, that he has actually come out in costume, full-blown costume mm -hmm. for the keynote sometimes or for one of the presentations. He did Samurai, he, he did Gunbreaker. Uh, Doesn't he typically do that after he announced, like he comes out and they announces him and then like after the trailer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's, it's yeah. afterwards, right? Not, it's yeah, part you, of you the could keynote. definitely do that. Yeah. Just totally. see Yoshi P coming out as the Grim Reaper. Uh, uh, speaking of Yoshi P, next up we have Welcome to Naoki's Room. This is a little, yeah, this is a weird description. Uh, and a weird name. <laughs> Settle into Naoki's Room, a segment where Yoshi P invites special guests over to chat. Who will join him this time? Any guesses on this one? Because we already have the developers panel right before it, so presumably not going to be you know any of the high profile of the development team maybe a soken 
uh, although Soken does get some stuff later when it comes to the music aspect of the game. Um, I, Koji's going to be doing translation, so he'll be all over the place, Koji Fox. So any guesses? I would be super excited if Phil Spencer showed up here. <laughs> you know I don't what? Think, maybe. I, I don't think it's a terrible guess. I don't think okay. it's going to happen, but I don't think it's a terrible guess. I think it's around 25%. Yeah, I think like typically when they've done these things, like the last couple, it's been like Yoko Taro and right. uh, yeah. the, the people from like the Evil East stuff. But like the 24-man the this time is, um, it's like all, like it's their own thing. Yeah, it's so all I, 14 I related. It's not 14 a tie-in. So like, I don't know if they're going to bring in like some writer. I don't know. It's really hard to say. How do you like Heidelin? The Japanese community team will be sharing insightful or sharing delightful insights into the world of Final Fantasy XIV live from the venue. I have okay. no idea what to expect out of yeah. that one. Like, no. have they been soliciting questions on the Japanese uh, community sites? And because there is a Q and A reference later that they say we've been gathering questions, and I'm like, from where? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> the the forums yeah, yeah. is pretty much it. Yeah, the the Japanese community use the forums a ton. Yeah, like in, in North America doesn't use them like at all. Sometimes, but you know, usually it's bad when it comes up. Uh, but I think Japan they use the forums like all the time, so it's it's probably where it comes from. I would assume it's the official forums. Day one gets wrapped up with a piano performance, reminisce on past adventures, and enjoy the mesmerizing melodies of fourteen in this piano concert performed by Kaiko. I am, you know, playing piano. I'm all over this. I can't wait. It, just, just loving the music in general, but actually playing a lot of the music on the piano. I can't wait to watch this, uh, and and see it performed by somebody infinitely better than I. Uh, day two. We have the letter from the producer live. So we've got the one tomorrow, uh, which is going to be, we'll get to that in a second, but mainly 5-5 focused, uh, if not fully 5-5 focused. Then we'll have the producer letter from the producer live. Again, probably just filling in any last gaps from, and, you know, teasing us with art. Uh, expect the usual from Yoshi P. And then we get to some ones that, like, they don't even have fully named yet. <laughs> <laughs> much less exactly what the events are going to be, Tark. We got the flashback with the cast, name pending. Members of the Final Fantasy XIV voice cast look back at key moments from the game. That could be very, very cool. That could be very cool. Uh, but do they bring back some of the people they axed from like A Realm Reborn to Heaven's Word? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's got to be, you know, the current... The current cast. Current crew, yeah. Uh, live Q&A, name pending. Yoshi P answering questions gathered from Warriors of Light around the globe. He may even let some secret details slip, which I thought was a very weird thing to include in the description here and not on, like, the live letter or the keynote. or No, they put it here. Uh, honestly... <laughs> Sometimes the Q&A portions, particularly when they screen the questions ahead of time, when when the, when they're like hand-picked questions, community QAs can kind of be a bit boring, uh, Kronos. So maybe this is that... All right, here, if we say that maybe we'll let some secrets slip, people will stay and watch it. Uh, when you get those live questions, like you watch BlizzCon live and somebody comes up to the mic and asks a question in years past, they've obviously hand-picked them in, in more recent years, but in years past, 
it was fun to watch them kind of maybe get blindsided or ribbed or teased a little bit or put it in a position where they didn't want to give anything away. That's not going to happen here. It kind of lends itself to being a little more boring. Maybe that's why they put this here to bill it as a, you probably want to watch it. Self-promotion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think you hit it. You hit it right there. Like, I think they're just making sure people are watching it the entire time. So if, they tell you they're going to show you even a little something like a little nugget like people are going to tune in like they'll probably just have some like they've screened a bunch of questions they, i bet he has questions that are like coming from internally that they've like made sure they're going to ask him oh yeah so that he can like intentionally everything the man does is intentional oh 100 like, mm-hmm. like we yeah. know we know it's that scripted. there's so, nothing slipping it's intentional he's telling you he's gonna slip it like yeah. he, you know it's he's upfront about it so yeah it's, it's probably <laughs> something along those lines like you can't let secret details slip when you advertise ahead of time that you might be letting secret details exactly. slip. That's not the definition of a right. slip. Uh, Glamour to Life Showcase. Again, the name of that is pending. Join us as we showcase a variety of entries for this unique event. And then a band performance. Uh, tracks from 14. Relive your moments of triumph in the live performance by The Primals. Another musical uh, interlude that I will absolutely be watching. Then there's some uh, digital activities for us to actually do. So it's not, or take part in, in some way. It's not exactly just sitting there watching it for two days. We've got the Moogle Treasure Trove uh, Fan Festival 2021 edition. Uh, that'll be held to commemorate the event. Limited time group pros and frames stickers. I don't care. Uh, Canals of Uznair Challenge during the campaign. Reach the final chamber. Take a screenshot to enter for a chance to receive an in-game reward. Fan Festival group pose screenshot campaign and the Eorzea Cafe at Home, out of which is they're going to make Eorzean dishes and give tutorials on how to make them at home. Honestly, uh, sure. Most of that stuff really just isn't my cup of tea. You know, the group pose stuff. I'll do the challenge, and I'm definitely going to watch the Eorzea Cafe, Tark. I'm, to, to me, those are the two that I'll actually partake in. I couldn't care less about group pose stuff and like that's just not me. I don't glamour, I don't group pose. It's you know I don't play the games for that. God bless you if you do play the games for that, that's fine. We can all enjoy it in different ways. But I uh yeah, I uh, I want to see some of this Aorzian stuff come to life. You might laugh, but a, I would buy I would buy an Aorzian cookbook even if it didn't come with a minion. Even <laughs> if it didn't come with a minion, that should tell you my love, Tark. And if it did come come with him, and he'd pay twenty dollars over the regular price, I'd buy two. You'd buy two. You'd give me one of the minions. That's so nice of you. No, hell no. One to stay Damn sealed. It. One to stay. Really? <laughs> Keep a digital <laughs> sealed. They're they're gonna region lock it, so he has to buy six. <laughs> oh my god. Any uh, of the glamour no. or group pose stuff do it for you? Uh, no. <clears throat> I mean, I have my glamour panels, but that's about it. Um, I, I'm looking forward to the to Ozenir challenge, and I uh, want to see what the Moogle Treasure Trove uh, event is. Other than that, me, Kronos, you gonna be group posing like, it up? I don't like stickers, man. No, <laughs> no, uh, no, actually, I, I really don't. I'm not really into. I don't them really again. care about this either. No, I don't really care about this either. Uh, the uh, the only one that kind of strikes me as kind of cool is the the treasure map one, like yeah. the Ozenir stuff. Because like, mm. I, I know yeah, we're gonna do that. Up. One. Yeah, we, we brought it, it together. up like a couple months ago. I mean, I'm down to do it together. Uh, but like, I would, I wanted to see some in-game stuff kind of tie in. To, and this is kind of that, maybe not to the extent that I would like it to be, but it's something. So we talked a little earlier that the uh, uh, 
Live letter is tomorrow, which means 5-5 five, five information. 5-5 five, five information. Um, but we got a little bit of updates to the Live 5-5 five, five site, including new pictures and some new panels. It's no longer just a text wall. Still not a ton of information, but new pictures. I'm showing one for, for everybody here. Look at those lasers. Look at those lasers. Yeah. Dragoon's gone, by the way. Going to fall off the edge yeah. right there. Yeah, Dragoon's dead. Dragoon on the floor in three, two, one. <laughs> that was what they tweeted, wasn't it? When yeah. they sent yeah, out well, the image. Yeah. That was from the uh, official 14 Twitter. Uh, looks pretty badass. Got to say. I like it. I it like it. cool. My yeah, only worry, I, I hope he's not a wall boss, but maybe it's just phase one. Um... um Oh, you mean from the edge? Yeah, like, I, I don't think so. If you look, if you if you look at that picture closely, it looks like we're like yeah, a, almost like a, a near fight, right? Where we're on a mm -hmm. ring around a center hole, like a like an yep. Ozma fight or the the one near boss fight, something like that. You can also see the little like a ring that's like in the front. It almost looks like it might shoot you across. Maybe maybe yep. there's two sides. Uh, but yeah, I'm not a big fan of wall bosses. Is, is all. Uh, I mean, it could still be cool and really cinematic, and that's really awesome. But well, I, I mean, it is a trial, so that is kind of what they they usually go for is that yeah. more cinematic uh, mm -hmm. ish Guardian restoration update stuff too. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the hell this is. What what is this? What is this? Oh. Celebrate good Just times. Come carrying on. carrying some moogles around. <laughs> what what is, what is going on here? Celebrating the completion. That's that's all I know. Yeah, I mean that's all it is. It's all we get from the yeah. website is that hey, the completion is done. Boom, here you go. We're gonna celebrate, but I have no idea why we're carrying overstuffed Moogles above our heads. It's probably the uh so I don't know if you've participated in any of the fates in there. Mm -hmm. Have you? Yeah. I'm assuming it's gonna be like that. Maybe one of the fates is like you're moving really like you're setting up for the festival and you're just moving Moogles around. Setting up that, all that this stuff. Sense. Setting up the balloons. Yeah. Where's so the bouncy house? That's all I want to know. <laughs> yes. It definitely looks like there should be a moon bounce house here. Tark. Ew. Here you go, brother. PS5. Yeah, buddy. Open beta. You got, what, 12 days? Yes. The directions on how to get in there are already up so that you can take your existing account. If you're a current player, right you in. are eligible to get into the open beta on a free trial account too, which I thought was particularly cool. I, I could yeah, see a world yeah. where they say, hey, free trial accounts, wait until it launches. I think it's kind of cool that they're they're letting them into the beta here. I concur. And from what I've seen also, this beta is only supposed to last like two, maybe three weeks yeah. before official launch, which is awesome. Yeah, they said it's just going to be a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks, so... By the end of April, I would imagine. So headed into that'll yeah, that kind of makes sense too. That'll have them launching their PS5, you know, a week to two weeks prior to their fan fest. So give people even more of the millions of adventurers <laughs> to, and, to and maybe to come this on is just take a look. Weird brain on my part, you know, this PS5 launch then out of the way, then makes room for this Xbox announcement. Maybe hopefully we'll see. Cross fingers. And you are just holding on. You're just like I holding am, on for dear I'm, life. What do you I care? I want this as many like, people you're not, as you're, possible. I want more people. I want this to be more accessible. 
does really need to be more accessible at this point. Like, yes. I'm totally with you. I want it on all systems too, but I play it on PC. When I'm doing dailies and bullshit, I'll play it on my PS5. Uh, if I just want to like chill in the living room or whatever. We've talked about that before, but honestly, like if you wanted to play 14, you've already played it at some point. There's granted, there are people sure. that don't have a decent computer and they rely on consoles and they have a very particular mm -hmm. console or a budget restriction that they're just doing the Xbox. That's fine. I'm not negating the fact that there is an audience that only games, if you, if you line up, PC and PlayStation 5 and Xbox, uh, they're on the Xbox and that's it. Yeah, there is that audience, but if you really want it into 14, you're already into 14. Yeah, they'll get some, they'll get some new people, but I don't think it's gonna be millions and millions of people or anything like that. Why not? Be hopeful. It's not about Embrace. being hopeful. The game's doing fine. <laughs> I know it's doing fine. <laughs> it's not about being hopeful. If you are in that audience, fantastic if they announce the Xbox for you. I just don't think that audience is super, super, like, big and, I don't know. Kronos, am I nuts? Like, it's been not, eight years, right? <laughs> if you yeah, I think I think most of the people are already playing. There is, like, a small audience, like you said, that probably will hit that. I think most of the people that are going to buy it are going to be people that own, like, a PC and an Xbox. It's going like, to be like, stupid-ass like people like me. Yeah. Yeah. That will buy a third <laughs> copy of the fucking game. I actually, here, funny story. I actually already have three copies. It'll be the fourth copy because I own it on Steam too. Because there was a time that you could play through the client or Steam on the same account. That is no longer the case. Really pissed yeah. me off. Wish I wouldn't have bought Shadowbringers, but yeah. Anyway. Do you have a sealed copy too? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. Gotta keep those minions in, in the mouth. I didn't though. count that. I meant like registered on my account. How many, I, I, I how do many what you boxes meant. I, thought, I, I, was clarifying. I was clarifying. Prismine saying, you know, a person that can only convince them to join if it's on an Xbox. 10 to 1, they're yeah. being a dick and they're not going to play. They just, they're telling you, oh, I'll play when it comes to Xbox. And when it comes to Xbox, they're going to be like, shit, now what do I say? I don't want to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yoshi P around the live letters and around the fan fests does a lot of interviews. Turns out we got one, a, a couple of them actually ahead of time, ahead of the live letter. We anticipate some more early next week as well. Credit where due. These translations come from, uh, LKN one, one, one over on Reddit. And this is a combination of some interviews, mostly with Famitsu, but a few other sources uh, just kind of thrown in here. And so here's like the highlights. Gentlemen, tell me what you think. On the main story, main story featured in 5.5 will start from Fan Daniel's appearance in Alamigo, Hanging Gardens, and chasing uh, Lunar Bahamut, which we kind of expected from the, the video. Uh, an important character that will play a crucial role in the Zodiac versus Hydaelyn story will make its appearance, presumably Astinian? That's That was my guess. Yeah, yeah a lot of people are saying that. Really, yeah. really build him into, because he's got to become part of the Scions. Yeah, and we know he's going to be, he's already been teased for 6-0, so we kind of got to get him back in the mix, right? It yeah. could be a new character, right? Because if I remember correctly... Uh, Gosetsu was like introduced at the end of Heaven's Word, right? And then the, then they introduced someone else at the end of Stormblood. 
I don't remember, but I feel like they do that. They've done that before, so it could be a brand new character. But I think a lot of people are betting on Estinian, and I think that's a pretty smart bet. So. Uh, the main story will, as usual, for patches before an expansion, be split into part one and part two. The five-five new instance dungeon will have something to do with the Amulja tribe, and then we got Shocker. a quote. I won't say Gaius won't have a role to play in the 6-0 main story, but I can't promise you he's going to have a main role. So Gaius kind of relegated to a side quest or a side uh, portion of the main 6.0 story. I, I can't say I'm surprised by either of those two things, the Amulja or Gaius kind of taking a little bit of a backseat. It is so... Fan Daniel and Zenos focused right now that, you know, I think when you start inter when you start introducing like three and four and five antagonists at the same time, you then mm -hmm. you're, they're all so watered down. You don't care about any of them. Right, Tark? Yeah, you, you get mixed up. OK, who's doing what with who? And OK, guys is doing this, but we got to do something with Fan Daniel, but that's dealing with this. And maybe a standing's going to come and help us with that. I don't know. Um, so it gets all confusing. But um, the the guys quote I, I see is really vague it's he might be there he might not be there i'm thinking he might be dead i think he dies and sacrifices himself at the end of diamond i mean he has a role to play in the sixth story so i don't i don't think he's gonna do that no he says i won't say guys won't have but he doesn't say he does have it's intentionally vague it's just yeah, guys. He might uh, no, be there. i don't he think it's intentionally vague i think it's saying he has oh, a I role to play but it's not a main one but I can't promise you he's going to have a main one. I don't know. On the near raid side of things, the series will come to its conclusion in 5-5 with the third alliance raid, but the ending might be slightly different when compared to previous alliance raid series. What the hell does that mean, Kronos? I've heard some theories. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I've heard that they're going to, a lot of people think they're going to somehow integrate New Game Plus with near raids and have several endings. Which... Is very it's on the very nose near. for here. Yeah, it's very, yeah, near. very near. So I could see it. I could definitely see it. I don't. I mean, it's not confirmed. It's obviously just a theory. Um, but that might be what they're talking about. It's followed up with we've gone wild content-wise this time, and that near will be all over the place. Uh, the story will be highly enjoyable with some twists. We've also been holding on some mechanics on purpose to make sure they go in this raid slash story. The gear obtainable in this third alliance raid is near related and will make you think, oh, didn't see that coming. We've made it so that players that haven't played near before will probably think, cool, we haven't had that sort of gear before in Final Fantasy fourteen. So lingerie? Uh, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. If you play Talking near and you try to think chest. about gear that isn't exactly represented in 14 right now, Lacey Teddy's is probably what you come up with. Word. <laughs> Just make some room for my uh, nether regions. Come on. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, New rare minions. That's all that matters. You got me. I'm there. Yep. Sold. Yeah. I'm catching up to you, by the way. Some items. Oh, what are you at now? Two ninety-seven. Oh yeah, yeah. You're catching up. You'll you'll get there, buddy. I'm over three fifty. You're you, you got a while. Uh, from the website I saw you in your uh, your, three, your list, uh, three thirty something like that. I don't know. I saw three fifteen, three twenty something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Three twenty, three twenty-five. 
This guy's checking up on you, dude. He's gunning yep. for you. I, I am. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I do. One of these shows, I'm going to be like, give me the crown. Uh, there's a crown because I don't have it. <laughs> yeah, it's a Moogle crown. Uh, some items that were hard to obtain in the previous near alliance raids will be easier to get. Uh, job yeah, like changes. This is uh, no major job changes until 6.0. But, but in 5.5, because of the ultimate postponement and the fact that there isn't a very high difficulty content piece being added here, they are going to start tweaking some numbers. They're not reducing them. They're just raising them. And in particular, they're looking at melee DPS. There's some jobs that have a hard time fully unleashing their potential. We're going to cover up the with numbers where we think they're lacking. Now, I wouldn't get too thrilled if you're melee DPS. This doesn't mean you're getting... If you go look at the original interview and get a little more context about that statement, it's kind of coming from E12 Savage and the melee DPS numbers in E12 Savage in particular not being so hot. Um, so this isn't like they're nerfed across the board. We need to make them better. This was a, it, it, the context of the conversation was a very limited discussion. So I don't expect a, expect a whole lot here, Kronos. Uh, yeah, it's really, just, I think they're just doing some buffs to make people feel better before they overhaul. <laughs> so, yeah, so all like, the numbers yeah, get smaller. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Like like you said, like there are some some melees that like slightly underperform. Mostly dragoon and monk right now, uh, and mm -hmm. then probably bard will get some more potency changes. It'll probably be those three would be my guess. Do you gentlemen have a guess about the Unreal trial? Like your own personal guess, not something you've read on <sighs> online. Because I'm going to give you what was said about the Unreal trial, and we'll see if if you guys have guesses. I have. I only have one. I only have. One. I've already read what they said. Yeah, and, and that can mean a lot of things. So, um, the, here's the comments ahead, on it. I took part in the new, this is Yoshi P talking, uh, in the new Unreal trial while tuning the fight, and I thought, was it really that difficult back then? Might be even harder than Titan. It will be a trial that has main tank and the off tank have important roles while healers have their own mechanics. DPS will also have to think about how they're moving, and it will be expected of them to be careful about what's happening around them. We realized this might be as difficult as a savage trial, so we actually tuned it down a little bit. Any guesses, Tark? Any guesses? Uh, my guess is Ifrit. Chrono? Got nails, you got searing winds, you got flame breaths. Fits the bill. That that's been the popular guess. My worst nightmare is that it's Moogle Mog. I really hope it's not. I'll. That might be the one I skip out on. Uh, I, if I had to guess, I, I'm still going to stick to Ramu. I still think it's going to be Ramu. I would love that. I, I think Leviathan has a shot here, too. That would be cool. If you if think about main tank and off tank having uh, stuff to do, because you get the two different uh, targets for the melee and the range magic, right? Yeah. Then you've got the uh, the healers having their own mechanics to do. Or, or their positioning be, and the DPS positioning becoming important. Otherwise, you get scooped off the ledge. I don't know. It, it There's enough there that it could be a couple. God, if it was King Mog, oh. I really hope it's not. Because here's the thing. like That's he, rough. That's, that is he, another one. I didn't even think of that one. That is one where it's like both tanks have responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And 
Yeah, but healers don't really have a mechanic in that fight. Not really. You, no. you only really have to like dispel like the uh, the charm. Thing, yeah, yeah, the yeah. yeah. Um, it's nothing really crazy. Like the searing wind's obvi- more obvious, and like the briny mirror from Levi. I hope it's Leviathan. I love Leviathan. Oh, Vi- Leviathan would be fun too. Yeah. The only reason I don't think is because he talks about like he he does like say like was it really that hard and I don't know like Leviathan was always pretty easy I felt yeah. whereas like I don't know if it was kind of somewhere in the middle uh, Mog is hell like I don't know how much y'all remember Mog sucked <laughs> yeah dude. like that would be I cannot imagine Party Finder doing Mog everybody's oh, gonna no, be killing God, the no. wrong Moogles mm. oh yeah like gathering Burn, and crafting one down at a time ooh. The new high-end crafting content will be extremely hard if your gear is not melded and optimized. You'll have to think turn by turn about your next move while crafting. Rewards will be glittering main hand tools. No gear, no new gear for crafters and gatherers in 5.5. New titles for big fishers, and 5.5 will feature new custom deliveries in the firmament. The new character will be very unique and will be related to Ishgard's high houses. Do we get a free mount like uh, the last one? That'd be nice. No gear, though. No gear. Uh, I, don't, and, I doubt they'll do a mount again. Save the Queen. As of today, the number of players that have cleared Castrum and finished the quest is more than four times higher than the number of players who cleared Eureka. Almost 50% of players are actually playing Bosja content. And you know what? I still think Bosja has a lot of room for improvement. It's a huge oh, yeah. step away from Eureka, which I just found unplayable at a certain point, even though I hunted NMs in 11 for days. Eureka, I couldn't get into anymore. Bosja, I have done more Bosja than Eureka. I am in this category for, for all of these stats, but I still think there's room for improvement on this type of content. I see. I see lots of heads going like this, Tarkoth. What you What you yes. got? <laughs> no, I I totally agree. Uh, I feel cluster farming clusters. The the ranks are easy to understand. The critical engagements and skirmishes are a lot more enjoyable than what whatever was in Eureka. Um, it's just an overall much better experience. I know there's hiccups with uh, Castrum, um, but that seems to have been ironed out. Uh, I've gone through quite a few different runs, uh, and it's been quite enjoyable I, I enjoyed it so much more than i ever did eureka chronos yeah, about four. we have heard Go the ahead. feedback regarding the fact that items needed for the resistance weapon are easier to get outside of bosja than inside mm-hmm. it and are reflecting on it we said that on the day it launched <laughs> on yeah. this show i said that very sentence it's good that they're reflecting on it, but I you do it's I think it's too late now, right? I mean, sure you could tune it a little bit, but is there really a point at this stage? The people not, that not really. wanted to grind it out very quickly, they're done. They're done. Right. You know? They're gonna be moving on into the final step in five five and they don't care about this anymore. Um if you like doing Bosja, it's not a problem. If you don't like doing Bosja, there's a faster way to do it. I, I don't know. I think it's just how much faster it is. I mean, it's it, it you're right. It's bit. definitely it's definitely a little too late because like I've done a lot of Bosja, and yeah, I got like a little bit surplus of like those things. But if I had just been doing fades, I'd have tons of those items. Uh, it, it's like more than double yep. faster to do it outside, which just doesn't make sense because. 
I don't know. You want the you want it to be faster inside, right? But you still, I like the fact that it's outside because you want that outlet for like maybe when the expansion or two down the line, people are yeah, coming. I mean, back and to they the used relics. it to flood the heavensward zones for right. the new trial people. Um, yep, and maybe yep. that was why they made it easier because they wanted more people. Because other other, if they hadn't have done that, right, you could say that maybe more people just go to Bosnia, yeah, and you don't really populate those zones. So maybe that was the goal in mind, and now they're going back and fixing it. So I don't know. I, I I'm glad they're at least acknowledging it. Um, but it is a little late. The new field in 5.5 called Zadnor will be content-wise pretty much as big as Bosja. will feature new CEs and duels. And we're talking about getting a pity system when you aren't the one picked for duels that your odds for the next duel draw will be a little better than that previous one. So the longer you go without participating in one, the greater your chances of being pulled into one. Content similar to Castrum in that you have uh, to attack a fortress. Rewards in Zadnor will include gear and mount mounts question mark. Will include something some players will want at any cost. That's an interesting way to describe a mount. I, it doesn't even matter what it is. Kronos, you're going after it. Yeah, I'll have it in a week. Just give me a week. <laughs> Hardcore go! <laughs> Uh, Debram Savage will not be tuned down gear-wise. However, it will just naturally become easier because there'll be new lost actions and a new resistance rank cap. And the number of players... This is big. The number of players needed for tackling DR Savage will no longer be 48. However, because we're removing this restriction, the fights will be harder. We're hoping that by lifting the 48 players' restriction, more players actually attempt the content... And the next step will be the last one for the resistance weapons. Its strength will be similar to that of the previous last stage relic weapons. That last part, I think we all expected. Uh, I think the removal of the 48 cap is pretty quick, actually. This is... Uh, I'm, I can't say that I didn't see it coming, because it just naturally you want more people to flood that content. But this seems a little quick. I would have expected it, Tarkov, maybe when like 6.0 came out that the 48 cap gets uh, dropped at that point, but happening a little earlier. I think 6.0 would be a little too late because then everyone's dealing with the new content and new expansion and all the hypes around the new stuff. Um, so it's harder to... Right, so a, that's when you remove the cap requiring yeah. such a large group of I, I think people they to, to do the content. Yeah, I think they want to push people to do it now while it's still relevant is the issue. Uh, we already talked about restoration. Anything else on here? Uh, oh, PvP. They did talk about <laughs> cheaters. Oh, yeah. yeah so it there was in P PvP. Yeah, in PvP. <laughs> so there were PvP cheaters apparently playing with the packets. And they were overwriting the data in the packets and putting themselves in walls. Basically, Yoshi P and team couldn't really figure out what the purpose was besides to harass normal players. Like there really wasn't a benefit to what was going on here. Um, and they were able to see their internet connection and IP and ban some accounts. And they are, they do say that they're thinking of this as something close to obstruction of business and are currently discussing any measures that might be taken. I don't know. Uh, obstruction of business might be a, a little, a little severe there. Yeah, that, that's that's threatening legal action. That's uh, yeah, that's, going after yeah, that's uh, that's a little severe. On the miscellaneous side of things, there's a trend lately in real life people camping alone. So as such, they're adding a bonfire minion. We 
Yes. <laughs> nice. More minions. Can't say anything about the new instrument yet that's going to be added in 555 Part 2. Uh, making changes to triple triad so that it's easier to use four-star cards. <laughs> Finally? I Really? It's Question mark? Taking this Because he said that before. Yeah. They're, just, that baiting before. They're, they're just baiting you. Uh, no allied beast tribe quest this time around, which some people were surprised by, but I, I wasn't, I, I kind of like, and the reason was they, they talked about this a little more was like, it would have felt crammed. Like they, they just didn't have any good side story content piece to put around a beast tribe. And it would have just felt forced, not crammed, forced, um, which, you know what I can respect. I can respect. There's so much other stuff, daily shit to do in Final Fantasy XIV. I'm kind of okay with it. Because the game can, in these long days of the dot four, dot five, dot five, five, just kind of turn into a chore list each day. <laughs> You're yep. only logging in to get your Final Fantasy XIV chores done. Um, spent money to make the G Warrior. Seriously, can't use it just one time. We're going to do something else with it, too. I'm not surprised by that at all. G Warrior it, versus Lunar Bahamut, maybe? Maybe. I'd say it, it's That's in cool. the Diamond Weapon fight. It's gotta be. It's gotta be yeah. in the Diamond Weapon fight. Yeah. Uh, check this out. You guys feeling a little crafty? Want to make some uh, egg cozies for Final Fantasy XIV egg cozies for uh, Easter? I didn't, I didn't even know this. An egg cozy was a thing until you said this link. Just, well, they used to be. They're like a, they used to be teapot cozies. Is like where this whole trend started, but yeah, somebody's in Australia making these. Put up the patterns, so you can check out Kotaku's Australian site uh, to give credit where due. Um, we've got who are these from? Just so I. So riffing the Australian branch of Final Fantasy XIV is teamed up with the Aussie creator Natalie Schwarz, the creator of Little Cozy Things and has given all of these patterns online and what materials you need if if your eggs are cold, I guess. If your if your Easter <laughs> eggs are cold, they're cute as hell. Look they at the little Namazu back there. They're cute as hell. Friggin'. And don't forget, of course, we've got the live letter tomorrow. We'll be talking about that on next week's show. Um, yeah, should be good. Should be good. I'm uh, very excited for a new dungeon that I'll be excited for 10 times and then not excited for ever again. <laughs> but you'll always have Matoya's relic for until the expansion. So yeah, that's true. That's be happy true. for that. Be still my heart. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Targon. What else we got gentlemen? Oh yeah. That, uh, that game came out, huh? Yeah. That game came out today. Noon, my time, 9 a.m. Tarkov's time. Outriders came out. Now, let's just say it's been okay. There's been some issues, let's say. Yeah, just a few. And apologies to our Twitch viewers on the recording. You guys are, are all fine, but apologies to Twitch viewers. Apparently, Twitch disconnected and reconnected us, so we'll be, we'll be right back for you Twitch viewers. Yeah, uh, we've got a couple of known issues, One, uh, both of which have affected me. I don't know to the extent of, of YouTube, but we'll get to it in a second. We've got the no HUD, 
the HUD disappearing. Uh, and then this afternoon, things started getting a little dicey on sporadic connection issues for people. Uh, I got hit with both. I got hit with both. My HUD, that one hasn't been too bad for me because just bumping myself out to lobby and coming back in has generally fixed it. I think only once that didn't fix it. Uh, for the other one, though, I couldn't play for about two and a half hours. I played for an hour Ooh. or so, and then I got bounced and couldn't get back in for about two hours. So I just kept watching their Twitter. They said it was fixed, and it was, and I was good. So I was back in about an hour before the show here. Uh, looks like we're back on our Twitch viewers there. So welcome back to our Twitch viewers. YouTube viewers, you never left. Congratulations. Um, so both <laughs> of those affected me. But other than that, seems to be pretty smooth when I'm actually in-game playing it. One thing I did like uh, was that it seemed to, when I got disconnected and then a couple hours got back in, it I was still at the same like middle part of the segment of the mission that I was on. I didn't have to restart the entire mission. I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I fully expected to be like, shit, I got to clear that first barracks thing or whatever it was again. <laughs> How about these issues? Are you both getting them? Were you lucky and dodged them? Kronos, I think I saw on Twitter that, that you were getting hit pretty hard with the connections one or with the HUD one missing. I got hit with everything that you just said. Oh, and yeah? then even when, when I reloaded back in, I had to redo things. Did you oh, really? Um, Ouch. Yeah, so I don't know if like I didn't hit the checkpoint that you hit or something, um, but I had to redo stuff that I had already done. I made the mistake of I was like, you know what, I'm gonna play another class, so I'm gonna start over, try to catch up with my demo character. Right. I did not catch up with my demo character. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I didn't have the luck you had. Like I would leave the lobby, come back into the lobby, and my HUD would still be gone. I would reload the game. I'd cut the game off, cut the game back on, still gone. The only uh, consistent fix that I found for it that people were saying online was I would set the checkpoint to a previous chapter and then come back to the chapter I was on and then it would be there. Oh, geez. But then I took a but then I took a break because I was pretty busy today doing some other stuff too. Like so, I had like kind of hours where I'd play and then hours where I wouldn't. Right. When I took a break and then cut the game back on, HUD was gone again. Oh. Um. So that was kind of frustrating. The thing is, when I get to play the game, it is enjoyable. And I'm, I'm playing Trickster. I know Tark was playing that class when we were playing together. And I'm having fun with that when I get to play the game. Um, and then, yeah, I got booted off several times. And then I finally saw on Twitter that they were just kind of trying to solve the network things. And I saw about an hour before. But I haven't played since then that they said they had kind of solved it. Yeah, I'm still so rocking I'm the, it's better. the Pyromancer that uh, we did during the, the demo. Uh, or the Technomancer that we did during the, the demo. Uh stream that the three of us had uh still enjoying it quite a bit there's still like odds and ends like they they did thank god they added a um check multiple items to dismantle thank god because that yes. was that was brutal in the demo not having that tark have you had any of the connection issues the hud missing issues that uh that have been going around well you guys both play on pc right yeah Okay, yep. so I'm doing it on PS5. I haven't had any HUD issues, uh, but I have had those net network issues. Um, I was booted up about three times. Uh, the last one, uh, I, I couldn't even log back in for at least 30 minutes. I was like, all right, I got other stuff I got to do. So um, kind of disappointing because I wanted to really dive into it for my birthday, but I got about two hours worth of game time in, got to level 10. Trickster is awesome. I mean, it's definitely fun. Definitely fun. And the day one patch does take care of, of a lot of 
gripes in there, like the check all to dismantle thing. One thing they said that was you know, that they addressed, they couldn't take it out entirely, but they said in the patch notes they addressed a little as much as they could right away. Uh, is the the stupid cutscenes being in shaky cam? Uh, is annoying. It is annoying as hell. Like it doesn't. I know some people like bothers as far as like a vertigo thing. Me, it's just annoying. You know, I'm not getting dizzy or anything watching. It's just annoying and irritating. Uh, yeah, I'm not here to watch Blair Witch Project. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know why they went with that aesthetic choice to begin with. And now having to try and scale it back a bit is going to be very challenging to get that out of there entirely. And honestly, I mean, it says that they did, they reduced it in the patch notes, but I can't tell. Like, I can't tell if there's really been any change. I, I noticed a little bit, just just a smudge, but it's still kind of janky. Are you guys like doing all the dialogue options when you're talking to people, or are you just kind of like main questing it and and going? I'm I'm the main quest guy. You're the main like, quest I wanna, guy. Uh, like <laughs> I, I want to get to the end. Yeah, I've also <laughs> been skipping cutscenes because I'm trying to catch back up with my demo character. Right, right, right. right. Well, that, that doesn't yeah. count. That's an alt. You're just trying to speed through that. I'm like, on your main, first time through, are you still skipping all alternate dialogue? I'm not the I'm not the side questy guy. <laughs> like, I'm not... I, I just, like I said, I just want to, like, beat the main story and get, like, the, the meat potatoes. I'm a big meat <laughs> potatoes guy. I like, I like my dishes simple. And then I might go back, and if I really enjoy it, I'll, I'll, I'll explore all the stuff. So but most of the time, I Tark, I am a uh, hit all the options and then hit the the quest one last. Like if I yep. have those options, and you learn everything is you know fully cinematicked out. No matter which options you pick, it's not like the main one has a cinematic and the rest just have a you know still shot voiceover. They're all acted out with mocap and everything. It's good. The faces still kind of creep me out in the game a little bit, uh, but. <laughs> You learn an awful lot about this world in those side discussions. And some of it's very interesting. Like, it is very easy to look at Outriders and go, it's the same story as Anthem. Like, because when you think about it, it it's kind of the same story as Anthem was. Uh, from a humanity trying to survive with these other things out there. And, you know, and I guess Anthem's a ripoff of 900 other things, but that's fine too. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, and it's it's not um yeah red uh real hot in in chat real hot chili pepper great point defiance very yeah, similar yeah yeah but when you start watching i highly recommend doing the side dialogue options even if you don't do every side quest even if you're just doing the main quest when you talk to the characters and they have six options and one moves the quest forward and the other five don't do the other five the only thing I will say is a little creepy when you do it, though, is like there's always ambient noise in the the cutscenes, like if there's a fire nearby or metal clanking or whatever. But things in the scene don't seem to make sounds. Like the setting of a clipboard on a metal table doesn't make a sound. The pouring of a drink while that character is talking, pouring the drink, doesn't make a sound. Like everything else does, but in the cutscenes. I, it's just odd. It's like a little unnerving. One of my little software nitpicky things, but damn, I am having a blast with it. I'm going to be playing it while this uploads to, to YouTube after the show tonight. Uh, I can't wait to get back in it. The skill tree is a lot of fun to play with. And I only have like yeah. what, six, seven, eight points, something right now like that. I'm, I'm level 10. Oh, more than me. 
Oh, yeah, I think I'm I'm level ten, and so maybe what is it? Four points, five points, whatever it is. Yeah, four points. Yeah. And um, the world world tier is closing in on six. It's uh, closing in on six at that level. But uh, definitely what, enjoying what? it. Review wise, it's getting kind of mixed. It's like it, it depends on it's it depends on who you talk to with this one, which is kind of weird because you would think that the people that knew they were going to like this game were the ones that would end up liking it. And if you knew you weren't going to like it, you probably weren't spending much time with it, Tark. It's a looter shooter. If you're not into those, this wasn't on your radar. <laughs> exactly. Um, people know what the looter shooters are. There's, there's a whole podcast devoted just to looter shooters. So, I mean, if you haven't played a destiny, you probably didn't interest you. This isn't going to interest you either. Um, we've gone on great lengths to talk about how this is all in one package, which I love. Yeah. Um, that's part of the reason why uh, going back to your previous uh, segment, uh, I'm going deep into the side conversation pieces. Uh, I really want to get in and get as much about the world as possible. Cause I know that I'm not going to wait, miss wait, anything wait, wait. Did you just say you're going balls deep in the side piece? Something like that, yeah. Is that, is that, is that, Something like that. Is that um, one of the, my favorite parts of doing these side Chronos posts, just ignores uh, side me. comments. Chronos just yeah, ignores just ignore. me. Just, it's just like glaze it I'm, over. I'm, just glaze I'm, it over. I'm mastering the art. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, is when doing these side conversations, I like how they get up and they move around and they interact, and I like seeing how they maneuver back to being at their original positions at the end of the conversation. So it's not just like you've been moving around and all of a sudden, boom, he's back sitting on the on the crate. I gotta say, I'm I like it. I like it. It's good. Granted, I'm not, when I'm can, not super when I can far into it. it yet, but it's still getting thumbs up. The demo got thumbs up. The game itself is getting thumbs up. Besides, you know, obviously I got hit with some of the performance stuff and the the HUD missing and shit like that. So but I'm enjoying it. This is very cool, by the way. Take a look at this. Square Enix, uh, if you you want to want more crafty hair. Maybe you make one of these, Kronos. Instead of the egg cozies, may, maybe you make one of these. Square Enix I mean, partners with, partnered with uh, Kamui Cosplay to create uh, the Outriders Grim Marrow legendary weapon. And this thing is just... This is a beast. We're watching some video of it being created. We'll get to to the end here where it is a fully LED'd out functioning item here. Super, super cool. Absolutely love this thing. I wish I had anywhere near this kind of talent. Tark, you gonna make me one of these? Can you make me one of these, please? <laughs> I'm not that creative. <laughs> well, you, you have the video right here. It's showing you step by step. Uh, okay. Well, you know what? You, you clearly want to have it. I mean, Go ahead, make it yourself. Oh, I already said I can't. Like, I'll pay you to do it. Like, I'll give you you'll like pay me to do it. ten dollars right. and a bag of M and M's if you'll make yeah, this. Yeah, that's not, that's that's not enough. That's damn. That's a lot of work. That's a hell of a lot. That's of work. more than just a bag of M and M's, dude. That is a hell of a lot of work. I think it took thirty it's hours. Dazzled. I think that's what what they said it took. Roughly thirty hours. Yeah, definitely more than a bag of M and M's. I said ten dollars and a bag of M and M's. Greedy bitch. Clearly, it tells you my, you know, the M and M's is the important part. Come on now. <laughs> uh, hey, oh, be careful, ladies and gents, out there. Yeah, they're peanut M and M's. They're not the cheap ones. <laughs> hmm. Be careful, fake Aerith's on the market. 
The real Square Enix Final Fantasy VII Remake play arts figures of Aerith Gainsborough are not released yet, but Square has noticed enough of them seem to be selling that they wanted to point out to everybody, hey, uh, they're not from us. Ours aren't released yet. Please stop buying the fake ones. Or, or buy them and then be like, "Sorry, this is substandard quality. Congratulations." It's hard to tell sometimes. Some of their statues are also substandard. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Balan Wonderworld getting crucified. Score wise, yeah, guys. it's unfortunate. Crucified right now, uh, a fifty-seven from critics on uh, Metacritic. And the at one time the user score was in the green. It has now fallen into the yellow at a seven point one as more and more reviews are coming in. I gotta say, man, I was excited for this one. You guys know I was excited for this one. I love Nights yeah. into Dreams. I like Sonic, you know. I thought this is very cool. Then I was Tark, you and I had the same concerns when we played the demo. We're kinda like, this feels a little floaty to be a platformer, actually. A little floaty, a little simple. Uh, yeah, and a little simplistic, and it, it is. It is. So mm -hmm. I did not pull the trigger on release day and buy this after playing That's the demo. I'm going to be waiting for a sale. I do want it just for the art aesthetic. I want to play through it and you know watch the little animated cutscenes and dances and all that stuff. Uh, but, man, not going well. Kronos, maybe you were... Maybe you were right on this one from the from the get go. Tark and I at least said, "Hey, let's play a demo." You were like, "Nope, I'm out. I'm out." I, it it wasn't because it looked bad. It was just because like I just knew it immediately wasn't my thing. Like I think I even brought it before. Like I'll play Sonic and stuff because I have nostalgia for those things. Yeah, sure. I just don't have that when it comes to this. And and if it's something that kind of looks that simple and I'm not nostalgic or connected to it, I'm just not gonna have fun. So I already kind of knew that, and, and maybe that's how some of these people are feeling now that they bought it too. But are you nostalgic enough for Kingdom Hearts to buy it now that it's launched on the Epic Game Store? Uh, that's another, it's another problem, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I, I know we're gonna talk about this more in a second. I, I have a love hate relationship with this. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> in, in, in that, I love some of them, and I really hate some of them. Uh, but the the biggest thing with this Epic Game Store launch is like, why are these games full price? I know that, that right now I think they're ten percent off. Yeah, well, we talked about that when they announced they were going to be there. That we were like, would you really pay fifty or sixty dollars for these anymore? Um, and they are on sale right now at twenty percent off, so forty and fifty dollars instead of fifty and sixty dollars. But that's still forty still or fifty dollars. Forty, fifty, and fifty. Jesus, it's yeah. still too much. Tarkoth, you got some more Project Triangle strategy strategy info this week, though. Nice. I'm looking forward to that game. Absolutely. There was some cool questions. It was uh, an interview with um, Game Live Japan for uh, producer Tomoyo Asano, uh, and and some of them were just general questions. But the ones that like really stuck out to me was they asked, you know, what's the estimated hour count? Do you think because the branching routes in the story in the the little demo portion uh, made you kind of want to go back and play all of them, right? 
Yeah. So what would the estimated hour count be? And they said, as for game time, uh, still up in the air. We always aim for around the 50-hour mark, but it never seems to turn out that way. And they <laughs> are planning to have multiple endings. Multiple endings. The demo presented players with tough decisions. Like, Tarkoth, which one did you take here? Protect Roland and fight or surrender him to the enemy? I protected him. I wanted to go back and play it again. I just haven't found the time to uh, say, peace. We're going without you, but I protected them the first time. They said different members of the team got to try the game at different points, but as of March 2nd, the survey looks like this. Played both paths, 29% of the team. Gave up Roland, 8% of the team. And protected Roland, 58% of the team. They're also going to be play polling us, the players, on that same choice uh, as well. So if you played, get uh, get ready for that one. Uh, what character is the most popular among the development team? We love Quarantine's Wall. Laughs. LOL. Why does Maxwell have a mask on? I don't know. He's shy or he's a, he's a huge show-off? One of the two. He's a dragoon. And here's a little hint for you if you're waiting for this one. The game won't be out anytime soon, but when can we expect some news about it? Hopefully before it gets cold is the answer. So sad. So That's a sad answer. Before winter. So October. We'll get more news. No, I could October. probably I could probably see like a September. A September. It may be October, yeah. Now because you, you have the Square Enix presents things in the summer. Uh, so if they do another one after that, that'd probably be like October ish. Well September would make sense, uh Tokyo Game Show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true too. At the old the old TGS. Oh, by the way, I mean, uh, E three E three changed its acronym, right? You guys know that it's not oh. the Expo anymore, right? I did not it? know that. Yeah. Fills in a wise one. It's uh, what what is it called now? Elect uh, it was it used to be the Electronic Entertainment Expo. Now it is called mm -hmm. the Electronic Entertainment Experience. I know this isn't exactly okay. Square still Enix related. E3, right? It's still E3, but it just it stands for something <laughs> else now. And they're talking about selling, because a lot of this is going to be digital, right? They're, they're yeah. talking about selling a service where you can get access to the demos and such remotely via you know cool. cloud gaming. and I don't know. That could be cool. Could be, but you know it's going to be overpriced for what it is. <laughs> oh yeah, very yeah. overpriced. I mean, an E3 ticket in general is what it's it used to be like to begin with. Yeah. I remember the days that you couldn't get into E3 unless you were press. Yep. I also remember the times that you got paid to beta test, but God, I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's slide over and do love it or leave it. This is the segment of the show where I give you one item that is Square Enix related. It could be a press release. It could be a game feature. It could be a monetary decision they made. Anything I want Square Enix related. And you tell me if you love it, you want more of it, or yeah, it's not doing it for you, so leave it. So if you're watching on YouTube or over on readycheckradio.com, feel free to leave your thoughts on this in the comments below. Gentlemen, we just kind of talked about it. I'm not talking about the launch of the Epic Games versions here. I'm talking about in general, from beginning to end. Love it or leave it, the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Tarkoth, you're up. 
Okay. So, I own them. I have them all. Okay. Of the two, I mean, three, some of those don't look like they're opened. Of the three, only one of them's actually opened. <laughs> <laughs> and of that, I've maybe played one fifth of the game. So, with that in mind, I also talk to people. They they like to tell me about uh, their experiences with the story and Kingdom Hearts in general. And all I can think of is that meme of Charlie Day with papers and strings everywhere <laughs> and just the crazed look on his face. Um, I wish I could bring it up, but my computer sucks. Uh, it's just, that's how I feel people view this story in this game series. Um, that made me not want to continue it, but now that I've been playing Final Fantasy VII and I'm excited about how the craziness of that story can now move forward, I'm thinking about going back to it uh, just to see what kind of crazy crap Nomura can come up with. Um, that and how do you not love Disney? Disney and Final Fantasy together, that's, that's such a awesome experience. So I'm going to love it. Wow. Yes. Bought them all, opened one, and love it. Okay. I'm going to go with you date Kingdom Hearts, you don't marry Kingdom Hearts. Mm. Um, I think that's the the way you go here. Uh, and chat, we've got Re uh, Real Hot Chili Pepper chiming in with just straight leave it. Whole Milk saying <laughs> leave it. Had fun on Kingdom Hearts 2, but only played it because I happened to buy it secondhand with some other games. I think you date Kingdom Hearts, you don't marry Kingdom Hearts. Like, you date it when it was young and new and Kingdom Hearts 1 was such a great wow. freaking game wow. it was such a it's great not gonna game well. <laughs> uh, and then Kingdom Hearts 2 was 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 good was good and then all the side versions and the 3 and it just went nuts and I think you just call it a relationship there and you just say we had something special it's not me it's totally you <laughs> uh, Kingdom Hearts and this relationship is over so if I have to say as of right now I go leave it if I think back and I get to pick individual titles there's some that I would say love like Kingdom, the original Kingdom Hearts maybe even Kingdom Hearts 2 uh, but overall as a series at this point I think I gotta leave it Kronos yeah you you're pretty. Those are pretty wise words, I think. Honestly, <laughs> uh, what date Kingdom Hearts Thargos don't did, marry Kingdom Hearts? The fact that Thargo said he had every game and he only picked up three games, like, kind of blew my mind because there's like seven. Yeah, there's like forty. So, <laughs> this is uh, all in one. This I, is all I, in one. They're all. They're all in there. I know what you think you have, but it, you know, <laughs> it, trust me, it's not all there. Uh, <laughs> it, you think I, you own <laughs> them all. <laughs> I mean, you have most of them. They are almost every single Look, one. Now he's, in. Looking, and I think... he's looking at the back of his boxes, reading. <laughs> I'm looking at the back. I'm like, yeah, there's like right. I got seven. So there's seven in there. There's some of them, I think, in there that only have like the cinematics, like yeah. not the game uh, themselves. Okay. Um, gotcha. but it, it's you know you don't need to play those games. And honestly, you just keep them sealed. <laughs> <laughs> if you've opened the first one, I think the first one has one and two on it. You're good. Um. Oh. Like, Prismind, I, have, like I, I think Prismind is saying like exactly what I think a lot of 
really deep Kingdom Hearts fans are. Like, I think it's almost like Stockholm Syndrome at this time, at this point. <laughs> it like, is. you've invested so much that you... I love it! Damn it! I love it! <laughs> I'm so invested in this that I can't possibly look back... investment. Right, on those hours of my life and go, they were, they were misspent. They were misspent. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say that I love it. Because I feel like I have to, because I'm one of those crazy Stockholm yeah. syndrome people. You're you're the Charlie Day. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm trying to find Carol in HR. She's still eluding me. Um, I really the first one I really really like. Like you said, first one's probably my favorite. Second one also I still think is extremely good for yeah. different reasons than the first game. Uh, Birth by Sleep is a good game. Everything else kind of sucks, <laughs> um, for different reasons. I will say though, if they make another game, we can come back to this topic, and I promise you, I will leave it because I, the, the the series to me just needs to die. Like it, it needs to go away, and I hope Nomura never comes back gonna, to it. If they make another game after <laughs> yeah, I buy it and play through it, we'll come back to this, and I'll say I mean, leave you're it. Wrong. You're you're not wrong in what you're saying. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> but you know, I'm not gonna enjoy myself while I spend that money and then play that game. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm real with myself. I just know I know how it works. It's gonna be the the only game he'll buy in person for like the last five years. He'll just go and ask a Best Buy employee to beat him to death in the aisle. Hey, I'm about to buy Kingdom Hearts Four. Can you just punch me and throw me back in my car instead? <laughs> right. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> All right, chat. You let us know what you think in the comments below wow. on YouTube or on RadioChickRadio.com. Uh, whether you love it or leave it, the Kingdom Hearts series. If you're watching live on Twitch, don't go away right after the show. We'll do a little couple minutes post-show, wrap things up, and then we uh, we go dark for 20 seconds or so, and then we come back up with Miss Faye Death. How are you? I'm well. How about you? You got Magic the stash Man? on. That means we this do. We must have, we be. We have an epic stash night. This must be an Outer Worlds night. It is. It is because... You know, I like hanging out with you guys on a stable stream and until we get some more tech stuff figured out. It's a good thing we have a ways to go. <laughs> well, you got the stash ready. Yeah, I'm I sure do. chat will bring their That's stashes true. too. You got like a blue Thanks. thing on too. What is that? Yeah, we've got uh, getting the lighting situated. I got yeah. those fancy LED lights All that right. can change color. So we're in the fishbowl this evening. Very nice. Very nice. We'll see you shortly. Hang tight, chat. Don't go anywhere. Faye Death will be right back, and we'll be back next week for another Relic Grind on Thursday. Don't forget, if you like Blizzard, check us out Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, for Snowbound, the Blizzard podcast. And if you like gaming in general, Saturdays uh, at 7 p.m., we do Gaming Gumbo, our weekly gaming wrap-up, in addition to all the other streamers, including Faye, uh, that volunteer their time to stream for your pleasure. Thank you so much. It is much appreciated by me and all the viewers. Until next time, Kronos, where can everybody find you? Uh, yeah, so same as always. Uh, Twitter below. Follow me now until Kingdom Hearts 4 comes out where I cut off all social media <laughs> and I'm done with everything. Tarkov. So. You're muted. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I was reading this April Fools, Fools Famitsu thing, and I hope it comes true, man. Uh, Kamala Khan and Tachyon Rifts in Overwatch 2. That's going to be pretty exciting. I, I kind of actually hope that happens. But you can follow me at uh, Tarkov Gaming on Twitch and Twitter. 
and um, it might be this might be my last weekend on it's, Ready Check Radio. It's really hard to troll me um, when you end up being the one muted while you're trying to troll yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. This might be my last weekend on Ready Check Radio. So uh, feel free to join me for some Dragon Quest Eleven before I'm never seen again. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there, Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow NRC Radio R A S E. So you know when all the shows go live. Until next time, gang. But see you fucking server. I'm out of here. Good times. <laughs> <laughs>